Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, tennis fans, and welcome to episode 17 of the passing shot. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the passing shot, your tennis catch-up podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Joel. And today we're going to be discussing the forthcoming season and sharing with you all our very accurate predictions uh, for what's going to happen in 2019. Uh, We hope everyone has had a lovely Christmas and is looking forward to the next tennis season. How have you been, Joel? Did uh, Santa bring you any nice... Yeah, Santa (laughs) Santa was very good to me this year. He brought me lots of tennis, tennis gifts. I got a passing shot mouse mat very exciting oh and i also got actually some quite cool graphics of like the french open like french open posters from like the 80s which oh, okay are... like those sort of arty ones yeah exactly yeah. they look really good in... well i'm gonna buy some frames and put them in so they actually will look quite cool yeah. and i also got a bjornborg green extra large t-shirt oh okay well a mix of practical and like stylish <laughs> gifts there I what? think you're, you're, yeah, you have a tennis playing Santa that visits uh, your area of London. Did he visit um, <laughs> your area of London? Uh, well, I got, um, I don't know if I got anything tennis related, really. No, not this year. I have a lovely new headset, though, for recording the podcast. So, <laughs> practical gift. But I have had a really nice Christmas. And I, I'm really kind of gutted that this year I'm not jumping on a plane to the other side of the world to actually watch live tennis. Because... As we discussed in our um, recent episode with Liz, super fan Liz Curran, we all kind of said that January was like the perfect place to be going to Australia for the AO. And this year we're kind of both stuck in Europe working, aren't we? Uh, We are, but that doesn't mean we can't go ahead and make our best predictions for the upcoming season. I wish Santa had given me a crystal ball because I've been trying to think over the last few days about the 2019 season. And for the life of me, I just I can't predict because the problem with predictions is that anything can happen like it's such a you know physical sport that an injury could you know wipe out a whole player's season um you know at the drop of a hat so it's quite tricky to kind of think what's actually going to happen um but let's we're, begin we're all expecting Novak Djokovic to win the Australian Open though well yeah <laughs> I think we all are <laughs> that was the easy prediction okay that was the easy one um I mean it would be great if I don't know someone else could win uh give us a bit of a surprise to start the year off but i really can't see anyone but novak getting that um who did you put for the the wta the, the women's uh, see i've gone for i've gone for serena williams okay i you think she's gonna yeah i think she get her first obviously she got to two grand slam finals last season uh didn't win either of them but i think it kind of shows that she can just 
turn up at a Grand Slam and she'll be in a you know be classed as one of the favorites she doesn't need time I think to uh you know get momentum uh play her you know and play herself in I think that she can kind of hit the ground running and I think that she's going to be very motivated for the upcoming season especially because she's got Margaret Court's record for Grand Slam titles in her sights and Mm. I think if she were to win in Australia I think that would put her equal with 21 I think it record titles it is with Margaret Court so uh, uh, <laughs> our facts mainly checking on that one but yeah <laughs> she's certainly got something in her you know in her sight to aim for and I think that that extra motivation and they're not you know to, to to equal it and then to go beyond it so I think that will I, I have put her down for winning a slam this year but I just for me because she hasn't played since the US Open final I've given her a bit more time before winning a slam in 2019 so I've actually gone for Angelique Kerber purely because I think last year in Australia she had a really good um, run of form she made it to the semis wasn't it and she had that really good semi with Halep just lost out so I kind of feel you know and we saw how she came back this year and you know won Wimbledon and played um, you know very well um, when people weren't really suggesting that she would be so I feel that I feel that she might just have that run of form um, this month uh, January but we'll see I mean yeah. as we know the women's game is much more uh, tricky to predict yeah so and she's one of many <laughs> that yeah. could win it and I think, I think the I think the other thing with Kerber as well is that she obviously went uh, parted ways with her coach over the summer uh, yeah. Wim, Wim Fissett and she brought in uh, Reiner, Sch- Reiner Schuttler. Yeah, which, an ex-German player, isn't he? Yeah, which opened, uh, which was quite eyebrow-raising, I think, for a lot of people, given he's not got a lot of experience on the WTA tour. Mm. Um, but yeah, well, I'll be, I'll be interested to see how that partnership, um, that partnership develops over the, over the season. Yeah, there's been a, quite a lot of changing um, coaches in the women's game, hasn't there? But I mean, Simona Halep has dropped Darren Cahill, mm-hmm. who obviously she had her most successful period of form with. And that's one of the reasons why I haven't put her to win AO, because I just think, you know, she had that back injury at the end of last season. And having split with Darren Cahill, I just feel like she's kind of going to take a bit of time to get back into the swing of things. Um, whereas I feel that Kerber, yeah, I just feel like based on her form last year in Australia, um, she always seems to be quite like a strong and stable player. So that's who I think um, sometimes in AO, those ones come to the fore a bit more. Yep. And it's Serena, by the way, has 23 Grand Slams, not 20. So. Oh, right. You're doing her out of three slams, Joel. How rude. Yeah. Apologies. <laughs> Sorry. Apologies, Sorry, Serena, Serena yeah. fans. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, right. Roland Garros, let's jump forward to to june and to the clay who do we foresee is going to be winning roland garros in 2019 who have you put uh well i mean there's only one name you can really put for a prediction for the french open (laughs) and it's quite obviously dominic team oh what (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say yeah it's a five letter word um but yeah okay you've gone for the other five letter I yeah, I've gone slightly mm-hmm. slightly rogue here. No, I don't think it's that rogue. He had a really good tournament. I think this if year, there is though. one player apart from 
possibly obviously Djokovic, uh, who could rival Nadal on clay, its team. I think he showed that a little bit last year. And I think um, I think he's just got a very good clay court game. And I think he's got the potential to cause a massive upset at the French Open. So I'm going to back uh, Dominic team at Roland Garros. You're going to back him? No, no, I think that's um, a reasonable suggestion. And I think a lot of people in the tennis media are also kind of shadowing that um, prediction. I've gone for Rafa just because I think to get a 12 would be amazing. And I really like even numbered amounts of <laughs> slams. Uh, so, um, but I, I have put a little note on my predictions, like a little asterisk saying body dependent, because as we know with Rafa, he's a bit more susceptible to injuries. And I don't really ever have like 100% confidence that his body will get him there. So I was putting Rafa slash Novak yeah. really for that well, one, I suppose. I, I was going <laughs> to say what, what would be interesting is if Djokovic does win the Australian Open, he has the potential to do the um, to hold all four Grand Slams at one time. Yeah. So he did that a few years ago, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. So yeah. he would have another opportunity to do that if he were to win the Australian. And you know, if that did lead to a Rafa versus Novak final, that would be very very tasty. With tasty, yeah. Either 12, 12 Grand Slams or twelve French Opens or the full set uh, sec for the second time twice over i mean god good heavens he, novak could technically get you know the the year slam as well this year which would be absolutely incredible um but yeah it's a long way off um who did you put for the ladies tournament then at roland garros i've gone a little less rogue for the women and i've gone with simona hallett okay I, i'm gonna back her to defend her title mm. i know you spoke we've kind of already touched that you know, Darren Cahill um, and her split over the summer. And I think he's taking like a year break to be, you know, more with his family. Uh, and I, yeah, but I think Halep, Halep will still be one of the most kind of consistent players on the tour. And she has a very good game um, on a clay, on a clay court. So I'm backing her to kind of, yeah, to, 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 to defend her grand slam. Yeah. She was very consistent on clay last year, wasn't she? Um no, I think that's a, a very solid guess. Uh, I've actually gone a bit more rogue on this one. <laughs> um, just because I would love this woman to win a slam this year. And that's Sabalenka, um, who we know has had a really good run of form in the sort of latter half of this year. And I just feel like she's so sort of fierce and feisty. And like her tennis is just amazing. And I just think, you know, I really... She seems like one of the players that would just go ahead and win a slam and just do it on like... Not, you know, not her first go, but like, I feel like she, she has the potential to go all the way and not just sort of linger in quarterfinals for the rest of her career. So I've just kind of, I've gone for that as well at Roland Garros. I think it's a slam where a lot of people win their, their maiden slam, don't they? Mm, yeah, see, I, I'm, if, if, if Sabalenka <laughs> were to win a Grand Slam, I, I would, I feel like the US is more of a likely mm. bet. Yeah. But. Uh, who, like who knows she'll be a dane i mean she'll be formidable you know whatever you know wh whoever she's up against the other option uh is kerber also mm. french open is the only grand slam she hasn't won oh gosh yeah of course so she'll be really so she'll be extra motivated i imagine for that challenge when it comes to it as well 
Yeah, I mean, mm, I think, yeah. It's I so open, know. though. Sabalenka could be completely, like, awful on clay. And I'm <laughs> just making the wildest prediction ever. <laughs> As you know, guys, our predictions leave a lot to be desired normally. Yep. So, um, but yeah, I'll go for Sabalenka for that one. Um, and I'll just eat my words in six months' time. <laughs> uh, right, so jumping forward to Wimbledon, who have we got for Wimbledon? What uh, do you think? Well, Emma? I'm going to go, again, I've got to go safe here. Got to go stick, stick with my gut. I'm going with Novak again for yeah. for Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. I as much as I'd love there to be an Andy Murray fairy tale, he's going to come back and he's <laughs> going to win Wimbledon for fourth time. Uh, I can't at the moment. I kind of see Novak is in in the driving seat. Maybe he'll come up against you know some big serving beasts like Isner or Anderson again. But yeah. I I still think he will kind of put them all put all challenges to the sword on on the grass courts <laughs> including including roger federer yeah you don't think federer is gonna sort of suddenly appear and go back to his magical grass court form i think again? <laughs> i think if he is going to win a grand slam i think the australian is perhaps mm. his best shot i think the conditions really suit him yeah uh so yeah i'm not and i still think federer will get to kind of you know, second week, quarterfinals, semifinals. But I don't think he will be the champion at the end of the two weeks. No. Do we think, just on a side note, do we think Federer is going to be given every single night match going at uh, Australian <laughs> Open once again? <laughs> he well, never, ever plays in the day, does he? It's crazy. Yeah, I think um, uh, Craig Tilly is a big, uh, <laughs> big reason big for Fed that. Big Fed fan. <laughs> yeah, he's a big fan, yeah. Uh, um, well, I've... Apart from wanting a Carl Edmund fairy tale at Wimbledon, I have gone for Juan Martin Del Potro because I just feel like, okay, maybe I'm just like willing for him to get a slam finally, or no, an, another slam. Um, and obviously he did well at Wimbledon last year, got to the semis. And I always still remember, was it, I can't remember what year, was it 2015 when he had that really close match with Novak? Just lost out. I think it was again mm. in the semis. Yeah. And I just always like remember that, and I just think, oh, it'd be so nice if he actually, you know, could get to winning another slam. However, I have put down again asterisk um, body dependent for that <laughs> one because we all know he just seems to have an endless array of injuries. So, um, what was it? His kneecap uh, put, put him out of action at the end of last season. So, yeah, yeah, sort of array umming and ahhing. Otherwise, yeah, Novak would probably be my. I don't know, sensible prediction, if you like. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Women? Th- well, who have you gone for women? Oh, women. Oh, I've actually gone for Serena for this one. Because oh, okay. um, I just feel that on grass... I know, obviously, she got to the final last year, this year. I keep saying this year because we're still... We're recording this just before New Year's. So my mind's a bit like, uh, do I say this year, last year? Um, yeah, she obviously got to the final in 2018 and I kind of had just assumed she would win that and I, I feel like you know Wimbledon's just one of those places where she can kind of turn up and not play that well but kind of go really far so I just feel that she is going to get a slam this year and that would be the most likely place for me for her to do it who did you go for I went I think this is more of like a I, I just want this person to win another grand slam <laughs> it's Muguruza <laughs> Ah, okay. 
I think I know obviously she's Spanish and you know a lot of Spanish players don't like playing on grass court well, but I think she's her won Wimbledon before though. I know I know I think she's got a very good game for for a grass court and I'm just hoping that I think last year was a bit too inconsistent I think it was more inconsistent than she would have liked and I'm hoping this season she can yeah actually have a bit more consistency about her game and kind of get to the later stages of of the grand slams because she's i think she's obviously got the talent and the ability but is able to do it kind of you know match yeah. after match and build that momentum that's kind of her you know what's kind of keeping her back but i'm kind of backing her to yeah win another win another wimbledon championship yeah she is one of those players that seems to just turn up play really well for a fortnight get a slam and then you know, she won't really do anything for like a year, you know, a year. Yeah. Sort of a bit like Kvitova. Mm. You know, she's got her two Wimbledons and hasn't reached. Well, she's not really, she's not reached any other slam finals, has she, Kvitova? Aside from the two slams that she's actually won. I can't actually. Mm, no, I don't, don't think yeah, she's, don't she's think not so. really reached the higher um, echelons of the slams other than her two wins. So it's, it's, I feel like Muguruza is kind of one of those players. Um, but no, that's a totally valid prediction. Uh, let's do the last slam of the year then, um, the US Open. Who have you gone for for the men's? So I've gone for Del Potro for this one. Oh. I think this is more of a nostalgia nostalgia entry because I think it was it's I think 2019 will be 10 years since he won his only Grand Slam. Yes, uh, it will be 10 years ago. Wouldn't when it? we had that crazy yeah. final against uh, Roger Federer. I mean, yeah. that was peak Roger Federer as well. <laughs> and he'd beaten Rafa in the semi, I think, hadn't he? Is that, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he was like the first player to have beaten Roger and Rafa on, on route to winning a slam. Um, even before maybe Novak did it. Again, tennis fans, excuse me if I'm wrong. That's just <laughs> what I kind of remember. Um, yeah, that would be a nice story if Del Potro could, uh, could uh, do it on his 10-year anniversary. Yeah, I mean it's about time. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, I'm, um, I'm almost like want to say to him, like, you know, we see you, you're really good at tennis. Like, now put your money where your mouth is, and you know, mm. win another Grand Slam. Uh, I think it kind of opens up the debate for this season. Is like the wide, the wider question is, is someone not from the big three going to win one of the male Grand Slams? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think it's you... a shame that it's now just a big three again, isn't it? And yeah. Not... <laughs> Andy's sort of dropped out. And even Stan, you know, he, he finished the year mm. at like 60-something in the rankings. So both of them, which you know, they were the big five, and it's sort of, yeah, reduced now <laughs> to the big three. Um, but we'll see who else can perhaps yeah. join them this year. Um, I went for, oh yeah, here we go. I went for Sasha Zverev for the US Open because I just think it's about time that he... Uh, you know, finally took the plunge at slams. And I don't know, the Lendl effect can, uh, you know, take him right off the top. I don't know. I think it would take a bit of time. I don't think he's going to do it suddenly at the AO. But I think having seen how he played in London, I think that he is capable of putting it all together at a slam. But it's just going to take him a bit more time. So I've put him down for the US Open, although I still think it's a bit of a wild prediction, perhaps. But, you know, if he's going to do it, he's going to have to do it at some point. So I think what you think, <laughs> I mean, my, my thinking there in your reasoning, Kim, would be something like 
all the other players are going to be injured by, oh, the time, tired, yeah. by the time the US Open comes around because he's still really young. He's, he's going to be yeah. the most fit and healthy and he's going to have the best shot at winning. Yeah, I'm just meant <laughs> wishful thinking. I mean, obviously, I'd love Rafa to win all four slams. I am a Rafa fan. <laughs> you know, no like two ways about it. But <laughs> being reasonable uh, or realistic. Yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like he's I feel like he's good enough to win a slam. It's just, yeah, almost frustrating that he hasn't shown that so far. So I just feel like it'll be like one of those things that everyone will be like, oh, finally, you know. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. He'll probably crash out first round to Malik Zurich. But, you know, <laughs> we'll wait and see. Um, who have you got for the ladies, US Open? So I've gone for an American because I think women, American women at the US Open have done pretty well for themselves over the last mm. couple of years. And I'm going to go with not Serena, but Sloane Stevens. Okay. I just think that, Again, I think she's going to have a really good, solid year. And I think when she plays in front of an American crowd, I think she kind of revels in that and that she's able to use that to boost her performance. Yeah, and I think she's no, going to really... I, I, um, I, I agree. And I think she's really going to... Yeah, I, I think she's a really... I think she's going to be a Grand Slam contender this season. I think the US Open is where she's going to do it. I would love a sloan stevens versus serena williams final that would be mm. that would be pure i think that would be a great that prime would be a time. great match yeah <laughs> that would be ultimate prime time almost like a possibly um, possibly like a uh coming of ages like torchbearer sort of changing of the guard yeah changing <laughs> of the guard sort of match if that happens but uh yeah i'm gonna go with uh sloan stevens yeah, no, I actually went for the same. That's, I think that's the only one that we both, apart from Djokovic at the AO, that we both said the same on. I just feel like, yeah, when she won it two years ago, I just feel like, yeah, if there's going to be another slam that she does get, it'll be the US Open again. I just think, I, can, I don't know, I just feel like she's much more sort of calm and stable now and quite consistent, you know, up there in the top ten. And I just, yeah, I just have, I don't know, a feeling about it, I suppose. Um I don't see Osaka winning, uh, regaining her title. I just don't kind of have the inkling that she's going to defend it. But um, yeah, actually, interestingly, talking about Osaka, we haven't we haven't predicted her to win another Slam this year. Um, have you got any particular reasoning that you haven't put Osaka down, or just uh, just I, I think she's, she's going to get still... kind of far, but not quite there again. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I expect her. I expect her to win titles this season. Yeah. But I wonder, I just would think with Serena returning, I think that almost makes it that much harder this season to yeah. to win a Grand Slam. Uh, you add all the kind of other players as well into the mix. It's, you know, the the uh, pool of players that could win, you know, uh, the women's Grand Slam, I think is a lot bigger than the men's pool. And uh, yeah, I just think it, it's that that makes it that much harder. Yeah, I think also because Osaka like was kind of relatively unknown, whereas now you know she's really quite big. Like she's got so many more sponsorship deals, worth a load of money. I think that pressure would probably get to her at least. She needs to get used to it bit. first of all. Yeah, so you know now she's sort of being the one being chased, mm -hmm. and I think it's quite a big change to get over, isn't it, for players when they kind of make that leap. So um, who? Okay, so we've done our slam predictions. Who? Therefore, do you predict will be year end number one? So, like this time next year, who are we going to be discussing on episode oh, I still forty-seven of the past? 
So on the men's side, I've got Novak Djokovic is going to be the UN number one. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of the reasons for that is I don't actually think he's got that many points to defend in the mm. first half from the first half of the season. So I think he's just going to, you know, if he has a really strong, you know, first few, you know, first few months, I think he can put some, he can put some real distance on him from everyone else. And I, you know, when I say he's going to be year end number one, I don't even think it's going to be that close. I think he's going to, I think there's going to be quite a big chunk between him and, you know, whoever's, whoever's second. Yeah. No, I've put him down as well. As you said, I think he'll, yeah, he'll do really well at the start of the year and get that lead in the points. And even if he has a slightly worse second half of the year than he did last year, he's still going to have, you know, enough of a margin, I think, to, uh, to you know, stay number one. So, um, yeah, I think <laughs> I've got that down as well. That one's a bit more straightforward to predict. For the women, I've... Um, Oh, it's, I've, I've really sort of debated with the women. A uh, part of me just put Pliskova down. Pliskova? <laughs> I know. What's on her? I don't, I know. And then I was like, oh, but I haven't predicted her to win any slams. So what was I thinking? She would just get to the final of every slam and like consistency would get her to number one. <laughs> um, and then I crossed her out and I was just like, no, be realistic. Um, and I've gone for Serena Williams. <laughs> what about you? Interesting. I, I, yeah. I see, I've put, I've put Kerber, even oh. though uh, against all my predictions, I didn't put her to win a Grand Slam this season. Mm. I think she's going to be the most consistent um, in that sort of, like almost like Halep like last season. I think she's yeah. going to have a really consistent season. You know, quarterfinals, semifinals, you know, even finals of, of, mm. the, Grand, of the Grand Slams. I don't think that she's gonna be one of those players where she's gonna go out in the first round of yeah you know the major tournaments and i think you know building points by being consistent and getting to the last stage of all tournaments you know across the 365 days or across the whole season or whatever i think that's going to mean that she's going to be the year end number one yeah i think she'll probably do very strongly in you know all the premier wca events which are a lot of ranking points in those um yeah i just said serena because i you know i'm predicting her to win a slam and i although she's not you know going to play as much i don't know i just feel like i don't know maybe <laughs> i'm questioning this now thinking actually serena doesn't really tend to play that that much anymore yeah that's uh, what i was kind of she's got, you know, against serena because yeah she does yeah. obviously pick and choose her tournaments so I'm just going to predict that she's going to be super efficient and the tournaments <laughs> she does play, she's going to... She's going to win. You know, be superhuman in. Uh, yeah, maybe I'm just... I don't know. I couldn't decide between the others, so I went for, like, the reliable <laughs> sort of, you know, option. Um, but, yeah, the women's is very hard to predict, um, especially as... I mean, how many how many number ones did we have in the in the season just gone? I, I can't remember how many times it changed. It was Wozniacki for a bit, and then it... Then Hallett. it was um, Hallett. I mean, it was mostly Hallett, actually, wasn't it? Mm. But there might have been someone else thrown yeah. in for a few weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's talk more about rankings. Mm. And I think we were going to do like a top eight, weren't we? Who we think is going to end <sighs> the year. Yeah. So we've done number ones. Who do you think, let's go back to the men's, who do you think is <laughs> going to be in the top eight? So this I is mean, by... 
Right, this is my top eight. I do, I've, okay. I've gone for it. I've gone from... Are you doing the order? Or yeah, I'm doing the order. order. Okay. So I'm right, going go Novak, Nadal yeah. as number two. Zverev, three. Yeah. Actually, already looking at that, I think Zverev could be two. <laughs> Nadal, three. Del Potro, four. I think Federer is going to slide a little bit to five. Ooh. And then I have Team Nishikuri and Anderson uh, rounding out my top eight. Oh, right. I'm, mine's actually very similar to yours. My top five is the same. Um, I've I've put Novak and then Rafa, Zverev, Federer, Delpo. But as, as, as you said, I think any kind of order would be quite... Um, yeah, I think it's quite possible that they would be like a bit mixed around. Um, again, it depends on injuries for like Rafa and Delpo. I mean, even Federer mm-hmm. depends, I think, on his body more than the others. Um, I'm, and then I... <laughs> I, I went and put Stan Wawrinka as my number six. Um, and then I was like, well, actually, he's not, you know, he's back in the 60s uh, at the moment, his ranking. So if he had been a bit higher up, I think that would have been maybe a more legitimate prediction. So I crossed him out and I uh, put him down to number 10. And I've got team at six, Anderson at seven, and Borna Koric at eight. Mm, okay. But then I've got kind of a whole host of players in my like nine slash ten <laughs> slash eleven area. Yeah. So I've gone for like Sitsipas, Kachinov, Chilich, Kyle Edmund, mm-hmm. uh, Stan, and then I did actually put Grigor. I thought maybe this will be the year where he'll maybe like climb his way back up a bit. So yeah, whole host of players for that sort of five to ten positioning. I think um, it could be any one of them really. Yeah, I agree. Um, you, what do you reckon on Andy Murray? You don't... I mean, it's interesting that neither of us have put him to be in the top 10. Yeah, I kind <laughs> of... I think we'll obviously learn a lot more about where he's at over after, you know, after the Australian Open. Uh, well, and after Brisbane as well. Um, I don't think it was particularly positive when he came out and said, like, his hip is only a, a bit better. Mm. But whether he's just kind of, you know, being kind of playing down expectations we'll just have to wait and see I, you, i'm just gonna have to see how he plays on the tennis court yeah you know the so talking tricky. is the talking is almost over now i need yeah. to see how he plays on the tennis court then i can and then i'm able to make a judgment but i just can't see yeah i can't see him getting back into the top 10 at the moment he's got a very busy schedule though coming up so it's not like he's gonna he's 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 not shying away from it no (laughs) although maybe it's because he doesn't think he's gonna realistically get that far in each tournament so you know in terms of getting match practice he'll need to sign up to a lot as opposed to try and build consistency it's so tricky with injuries isn't it i mean Mm. i you know wish him all the best and hope he can get back to where he was but i think it might be a bit too much to think oh he's gonna win a slam this year or you know, get back to his his uh, like top five or whatever. Yeah, and going on to the the women's top eight. Hmm. Yeah. What have, what have you gone for? I'll go first, shall I? Uh, so I had put Serena first, and then I did actually put Asaka as my number two, even though I didn't have her to win a slam. I kind of <laughs> thought, well, I, I know, I know. I think my predictions are completely. Ha- how much wine have um, you been having over the Christmas break, <laughs> uh, Kim? Yeah, too much probably. Too much. Um, yeah. So I, the thing is, though, I think Asaka, like like you said with Kerber, I think she'll still be quite consistent, just not 
quite doing it in the slams, maybe. I don't know. I now feel like I should cross her out um, to someone else. But <laughs> there we go. Um, I've gone for Sabalenka at number three. Oh, that is... Oh, that is... <laughs> okay. Well, she's going to win the French Open, so... Um, okay. She's number three. Kerber, I've put her in, uh, number four. Halep will be my number five. And then I've gone for Daria Kazatkina at six. Um... I was toying with the idea of putting her down to win the French because I thought, you know, she's another young player that's going to come through mm-hmm. in the next year or so. Uh, Sloane Stevens, number seven. And then I've gone for um, a lady who did really well again at the end of last season, Quang Wang, because um, I thought also it's about time a Chinese player got back into like the top ten. So, but I, th- I mean, I was toying with Svitolina because she's been consistently... Yeah. Kiki Burton's? For a while. Um, yeah, Kiki Burton's. I've she well, she kind of crossed my mind. Uh, Madison Keys also did. Yeah, Madison and Keys, Kvitova, good And Muguruza. I mean, there's just too many players to like think about to fit in. Yeah. So I think all of those other players will be sort of in the the general like top twelve area. But it's just I think there's just well a few a few of those so names changeable. Kim have actually made my top eight. Oh, have they? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Well, so I've I've gone for Kerber number one. Yeah. Uh, Stevens, number two. And then Halep Muguruza, number four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, on hindsight, we'll see. Seri- uh, Serena at five, but more so on the fact that I think she kind of will pick and choose her events. Mm. Svitolina, Kvitova, and then Azarenka at number Ooh, eight. Azarenka. Yeah, I'm oh, kind of. That would be great, actually, if she could get back up there. I'm kind of hoping because now that she's got uh, Win Win Fissette on board as a coach, yeah, that he's gonna crack her into shape and she's gonna be an absolute force to be reckoned with uh, this season on the tour. Yeah, and hopefully she's kind of hopefully gone past some of the like problems she was having off the court with her um, custody battles and all of that. So hopefully she can really focus on the tennis. And yeah, I mean, that's he's a great coach. Had a lot of success, hasn't he, with Conter and Kerber and all sorts of players mm. over the years. So yeah, I would like to see Azarenka back, actually. I, she's someone I've kind of completely forgotten about, come to think of it. So <laughs> um, I was just thinking what would be great, and I'm sure this is going to happen this season and like TV crowds are going to love it, is a mum versus mum matchup like Azarenka versus Serena and like the the TV camera will pan to like baby Leo in the box or whatever and then (laughs) Serena's uh, child in the other box yeah that would be uh that'd be sweet no I mean it's it's very possible that that will happen um I mean I'm trying to think of other mums on the circuit there are quite a lot of mums actually I suppose but like obviously lower ranked but um yeah, why not? I'm just looking at other names that we haven't put in there. Obviously, Caroline Wozniacki. Wozniacki yeah. Haven't mentioned her. She won AO last <laughs> year. Yeah, reigning champion. Uh, <laughs> yep. Thing is, she has just been diagnosed with uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Arth- I can't even say the damn word. Arthritis. Um, which is, I've, I don't know how long she's known about that, but I think she sort of announced it you know, to her mm. fans just the other day. So I don't know how that's going to affect her game. Um and how much she's struggling with that. So, yeah. And then, obviously, Ash Barty. Yeah. She is a promising player that could well finish in the top ten. 
haven't uh, really discussed her. <laughs> Maria Sharapova. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, Maria Sharapova. Like, how long has she been back for? Like two years. Yeah. And she's sort of done nothing. Really. <laughs> no, brutal. And I sort of forget. Brutal that she, assessment. I mean, yeah, I don't know if she's gonna get. She might get to like a semi or something, and everyone will be talking about her again. But she's sort of fallen off the radar. Um, yeah, she has. I just think her name's been like pretty sort of mired because of the whole mm. you know ban that she had in the she still puts bums on seats though i think she does oh yeah i mean she's she even last year she was still what night session matches wasn't mm. she at us open or whatever so we shall see another name that um i think she's kind of doing a bit better of late is uh, eugenie bouchard mm. we'll see if she can get back up to like the bigger <laughs> level of tournaments yeah, um, and she's just taken on... Um, she's got a new coach, yeah, isn't she? Which is, uh, is Michael, Michael Joyce, Joyce, who was yeah. Conta's old coach. Yeah, so I think, you know, that might that might hopefully help her. <laughs> you just never, no, don't know, do you, really? Um, uh, and then also in the coaching news, Madison Keys is now working with the former coach of Tennis Sangren, <laughs> who, do we remember what Tennis Sangren did? Uh, the are we allowed to talk about the that? AO uh, right. Oh, sorry, year. on the tennis court. I thought on you the meant tennis on the tennis court. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> aside from what he did on the tennis court, he also did some horrible stuff off the tennis court. Um, yeah, let's not mention his name again on this podcast. Um, yeah. But yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, chopping and changing. Uh, Elise Mertens as well. Mm. She she had a pretty good year, didn't she? Mertens and Burtons. Buzanescu. Oh my gosh, yeah, your favourite, Buzanescu. Very, I mean, very so consistent player. Players. She's very consistent. Yeah, and that's that awful in she had that awful injury um on court like i don't know if you've, if you've seen the video of it it's it's an absolute it's like you know when bethany mattick stands like, oh, yeah, at Wimbledon. Did um, but uh yeah there's definitely a you know there's definitely a lot of players who could come into contention that we've definitely not <laughs> not been on, on our radar let's move on to kind of the british perspective you know we've spoken about andy murray do we kind of are we almost kind of saying Carl Edmund will be the highest ranking Brit male wise come the end of the season? Yeah, I think it's more likely. I just I don't know what to think about Kyle really because he had such a good year, you know, this year winning his first title and getting to the semis of AO and I just I would absolutely love for him to have the same standard of year if not better. But because he's now got more points to defend mm. and maybe a bit more pressure, I just kind of feel like, oh, he's gonna go backwards. Um, I think so he I can. Have, I think he can deal faith. with the pressure, yeah. but yeah, it's more of a consolidation. <laughs> I think it's more of yeah, a consolidation to, season. Yeah, it's almost like he shouldn't expect to like have drastic improvement. It's like more important that he just kind of is solid. Be around the top ten, Yeah, so he can kind of feel like more comfortable being in that level. I don't know. I've kind of put him as finishing eleventh in the world in a sort of very optimistic prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, obviously, it would be great if he could crack the top ten um, and go deeper into more slams. Um, I just feel that at the start of the year, obviously, he's got so many points to defend, so that's going to be interesting to see what happens in Australia. First of all, yeah. Um, what where have you kind of put him? Yeah, as, I've. As I mean, I've again, I've put him. I've, I, <laughs> I see him um, finishing outside the top ten at the end of the season, but that's not yeah. to say. He will. I think he will break the top ten this season, um, but just not end. There. I just don't. I don't think he will end there. It will be interesting, yes, to see at the Australian Open how far 
he can go with so many points to defend. And I don't think he should get too down if, you know, he doesn't isn't able to defend them all because he did so well last year. Oh, yeah. So, but it'll be kind of, yeah, I think a season to try and consolidate him as a kind of a dangerous player on a dangerous player to play to play on the tour who has, you know, the capability on his day to beat, you know, know, the top five players. Top 10. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. no, I'd love another dream run <laughs> at um, AO like last year. Um, what about going over to the women? What about Joe Conta? Because, you know, she had a difficult season. She did um, have a difficult year. season. But if you remember, she she finished it really well in, uh, I think it was in Moscow, where she got to, did she get to the semifinals in Moscow? She yeah, did really she well enough. she had a better end to it, didn't she? Yeah. Um and then she obviously parted ways with her coach and has brought on Dmitry Zaviolov. Um, uh, yeah, I'm hoping obviously she's going to have a far more consistent season this season. I think it's what she, yeah, she's just one of those players. I think it could go. Yeah, I'd like to see her back in the top twenty, and I think mm. she has the tools to do that. I put her down. Uh, ending the season at 19 i okay. kind of see her in that bracket between 15 and 20 mm. but well that would be a considerable improvement mm. on like what is she now about 50 in the world yeah i think so i think she's outside the top 40 but certainly a seeded she certainly should be a seeded player you know I, I would like to see her as a seeded player come wimbledon yeah no i that i would agree i think you know the best thing you can hope for is to like avoid any dangerous floaters in the draw or like you know having to face someone like Kerber in the first round you know because you're not seeded so I mean I've put her down at 25 to finish the season I've gone for Mm -hmm. maybe a more conservative guess but I think I just I'm really looking forward to seeing what she does in Australia because you know that's where she's had her best form I guess of the last couple of years um for well that and the grass courts so I think if she can start off the year really positively, that will hopefully give her a boost for the rest of the season, especially now she's with this new coach. So hopefully she can build on the end of last year where she, yeah, she was kind of improving, wasn't she? Um, I mean, I still think she's going to be the top British female. Yeah. I don't see like Heather Watson Katie doing Porter. an awful lot more than what she did uh, like last year. Yeah. I can't really see her, you know, suddenly bringing out um, you know i think yeah i think kind of looking at the the players below conta i think more of the news there will be like younger players breaking the top 100 yeah, like katie balter or yeah or the top 50 or whatever because yeah. you know we've, we've already kind of been seeing harriet dart has got through to the brisbane mm. main draw come through qualifying beat petkovic in comfortable two sets in final round qualifying as yeah, well. So really good to see. very good very good results there and um it'll be interesting yeah, yeah to see how many kind of new players become you know put on our spectrum this this season from a british point of yeah. view yeah i mean it would be great if you know we could get like katie swan gabby uh, taylor gabby taylor yeah if they could all you know break the top 100 and just get that kind of more depth going mm. and just get them competing at the higher level tournaments um you know rather than struggling through qualies and just like trying to get into qualies or whatever um and also for the men obviously cam cam Dory. Dan we Evans. hope to see him getting into the top 50. I think he's certainly capable of that. 
yeah, Dan Evans trying to get back uh, back up to like top hundred, I guess. And then Jay Clark as well, who yep. was doing really well on the you know the American on the mm. Challenger circuit, uh, and yeah, whether he can kind of start getting wins, you know, in the ATP qualifying draws, mm. you know, getting into two fifties as well as you know still kind of making points on the Challenger circuit as well. Absolutely. Um, and just a quick note for the doubles. Hopefully, Jamie <laughs> will continue to, you know, excel in the doubles um, in 2019. Hopefully, he can wrap up a few more slams. At least one, I think, is realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, might see some other pairings. Like, I know we've got Luke Bambridge and Johnny O'Mara. They've uh, been a pretty successful pair. So, we'll see if they're going to play any more together in the coming season because I know they both said that they were going to play with other partners but I think they are kind of going back to each other a bit um, coming and going what's Jack Sock going to do Kim? oh Jack Sock yeah do you think he's going to focus on singles or doubles or or just a bit of both <laughs> I, I think he's going to I think he's going to do a bit of both but I think if I was him I'd use this as a point to focus on singles yeah no I think so also talking about Jack Sock um, I guess word association or whatever, my mind then thought of Nick Kyrgios, who came out the other day and said if he won a slam this year, what, he would suddenly <laughs> retire. And I don't I don't know whether that's serious or not. I don't think we can trust Well, he's got to he defend says. his Brisbane title, Kim, and he got bitten <laughs> by a spider on Christmas Day and oh, apparently God. that's hampering his, uh, his, um, <laughs> his toe or something. I, I don't know. That's a very typical Australian thing isn't it I got bitten by a spider um <laughs> yeah i just don't know whether he's being serious or not but i mean it would be interesting to see if he actually does anything this year mm. um you know he, he might turn up and beat someone good and then lose to you know world number 100 or something and then throw his racket and go off in a strop i don't know but <laughs> we always end up talking about him somehow um, but yeah, is there anything else you think is going to happen in this year of tennis coming up? Are there any sort of personal highlights you want to sort of make happen? Are you planning on going to any new tournaments oh, or that's venturing I'm not, see, I'm, somewhere new? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Um, I'm not planned any tennis ventures just yet. Um, but we'll we'll wait and see. I might might end up at Wimbledon. Might go to some of the other grass court events. I like the idea of going to Birmingham or Eastbourne mm. to see some of the women. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, or... I would thoroughly recommend Eastbourne. Mm. That's sort of one of the best tournaments, I think. Um, I would like to go. Yeah, I'd like to go back to Eastbourne for a few days. Uh, a few days at Wimbledon would be nice. Are you actually going to queue this year? Because I remember on our, on our most recent pod, uh, episode 16, for those of you who haven't listened to it, with uh, superfan Liz Curran, um, we were talking about the queue at Wimbledon and you said that you'd never queued before. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to change yeah. that, Kim. Don't really? Think I'm change that, but, Kim. you know, you're a podcast host now. You could, you know, we could go yeah. and like... I, I mean, I could interview people in interview the queue. interview all the fans, yeah. yeah Give us a shout do. if you're planning on queuing and want to be interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I like the queue though. You should do it. Tick it off the bucket okay. list. Um, I mean, I do need to think <laughs> of new kind of tennis goals given that I've now done my yeah. career fan slam. Why don't you do the Masters slam? Ooh. Go to all the Masters series. Like a Novak Djokovic think... sort of 
you know. Yeah, like the, yeah, in, that, in honor of Novak Djokovic. I do like um, the idea of Monte Carlo. Uh, oh, it's so nice. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. That's uh, one of my favorite tournaments. Um, I would, yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this train of thought. Yeah, I think tennis is the perfect way to travel because you can like do a few days at the tournament and then you know see the city as well. So, I think that's why it's probably quite good that there's tournaments in you know less known places in the world. Like I think this week we've got a tournament in, is it Pune? Pune? Yeah. I don't know how you say it in India. Um, so yeah, I think that's a new one, isn't it? Don't think we've seen that on the calendar before. So. Yeah, there's going to be lots of, I'm sure, I, I mean, we can have this debate all probably throughout the whole year, Kim, and uh, we'll be, the passing shot will be there, we'll be talking every couple of weeks on what has been going on on the ATP, WTA and in British tennis. Indeed, uh, but for I now, we'll... I think that's the end of yep. our predictions episode. Um, so thanks for, thanks for listening. Give us a if you if you like this episode give us a subscribe on itunes google spotify um, remember to check out our website as well www.thepassingshot.co.uk um, i've just updated that so there's lots of information on there if you want to read up about the show um <laughs> but uh yeah until next time uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks when we'll be reviewing um all the goings on in, in the first two weeks of the tennis season and also previewing previewing uh, the ao right the australian open as well yeah. And uh, yeah, Happy New Year to everyone. We're recording this just before New Year. So I hope everyone has a good uh, New Year's and we'll speak to you very yeah. soon.